This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 26th of July. In your Squiz today, Parliament starts back. Capital punishment in Myanmar. Sydney Airport's bad rep. And talking baby talk. This is your Squiz today. Parliament resumes today, Claire. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has urged his new government to cherish each and every day while preparing to get busy. He's wanting to hit the ground running with 18 pieces of legislation ready to go. Action on emissions reductions is a big thing straight out of the blocks. Yeah, it's the one that's getting the most attention, probably because it comes with a bit of drama with the Greens. Labor doesn't need to legislate for its commitment to cut emissions by 43% by 2030. Uh, It just wants to do that. It wants the parliament to sign up to that target. Um, Some wheeling and dealing, though, is being done because the Greens want a higher target. So expect to see a bit more about that this week. Uh, There's a lot of other very meaty bills as well that Labor is putting into the Parliament in the coming days. We're talking about things like bills to dismantle the construction industry watchdog, uh, bringing in domestic violence leave, also issues coming out of the Aged Care Royal Commission and expanding support for childcare. By the end of the year, Albanese is also saying there will be legislation to create a federal integrity commission. So as you say, some meaty topics there. Something else that will be top of mind is COVID. Cases and hospitalizations continue to rise. In fact, the number of people hospitalized for COVID yesterday beat the previous peak set in early January. That's when the Omicron wave really hit. Yeah, and of course, what's of big concern is the wave of cases that's currently happening in aged care homes. Yesterday, we learned that support from the Defence Force in some of those homes has been extended. Uh, Deputy Prime Minister and Defence Minister Richard Marle says that that's not a long-term solution, but at the moment, it's really important to make sure that they provide necessary assistance. That's because up to 15% of aged care staff have COVID and are currently isolating. So that's leading to big problems in delivering quality care. A little fact for your morning, 95% of Australia's 9.4 million COVID cases have come from this year. So that gives you an indication of just how high the case numbers are. In international news, the military rulers in Myanmar have executed four democracy activists accused of carrying out terror acts. It's the first use of capital punishment in that country in decades. Yeah, the first use since 1988. Uh, One of those men is of particular note to Australia. That's Fio Zayathor. He was a former hip-hop star who became an MP in Myanmar. Uh, He was from Aung San Suu Kyi's party. Uh, He had close ties to Australia. He visited here regularly and he was mentored by several Australian MPs. So there was some note of that yesterday. Um, There's more than 2,000 protesters and civilians 
civilians who have been killed by the military since they took power last year. And the tally is up to almost 15,000 people who have been arrested by the military uh, because they have dissented. That includes former leader Aung San Suu Kyi. She's under house arrest and has been sentenced to 11 years in jail for corruption with more charges to be heard. The military have promised an election next year. They say that'll depend, though, on the level of peace and stability in the country. They are expected to ban Aung San Suu Kyi's party from running in that election regardless. Pope Francis has landed in Canada on what he's calling a trip of penance. In his first public remarks, he's made an apology for the historical abuse of Indigenous children at mostly church-run residential schools over a 115-year period. Yeah, what happened was that the Catholic Church uh, put more than 150,000 Indigenous children uh, into those schools. They were separated from their families. That was between 1881 and 1996, so reasonably recently. There's been a whole process there to uncover what happened in those schools. Uh, There has been evidence of horrific abuse. And over the last couple of years, there's also been about 1,300 unmarked graves discovered at several schools across Canada. What Pope Francis said earlier this year was that he apologised for that. And now he's undertaking that five-day trip to visit several of those sites and apologise for what happened. He'll fly out of Canada on Friday. It's not known yet whether he'll add Kiev or Moscow to his itinerary. He expressed a desire to visit those places last month to spread peace. Sydney Airport has been named as one of the worst in the world for flight cancellations and delays, according to new data from a flight tracking platform called FlightAware. If you've been in one of those queues lately, it's something you probably know all too well. No one likes to be a whingy, whiny person, but it hasn't been much (laughs) fun getting through our airports and Sydney has had particular problems. Of course, that comes down to a lack of staff, both from the airport and from the airlines. Lots of issues of getting through through security, lots of cancellations of flights and lots of delays. Um, Flight Aware, which is a big flight tracking website, um, says that Sydney's airport has a cancellation rate of 5.9%, which makes it the sixth worst in the world. And when it comes to delays, Sydney is the ninth worst. Uh, About 35% of flights have been affected in recent times. And the chaos could be set to get worse with baggage handlers and ground crew operators threatening to go on strike. So uh, a few things to factor into those endless what time do I need to leave for the airport (laughs) calculations. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Baby talk is a thing that doesn't have to make a lot of sense. It's cooing in a high-pitched, sing-songy way that's kind of embarrassing if someone catches you doing it. But a new study says that across the world, all cultures do it pretty much the same way, Claire. You're in baby land, Larissa. I should be asking you about this. (laughs) I won't ask you the awkward question of giving us some examples this morning. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But what this research has found is that um, it's not just in Western society 
is it's actually something that goes through cultures across the world and that is, as you say, that high-pitched, singy-songy kind of voice to soothe and talk to young children. More than 40 scientists looked across six continents uh, and 18 languages and it's something that we all have in common. Uh, what it's called is parentese. If baby talk isn't your thing, parentese <laughs> sounds like a much more technical and really scientifically backed thing to do. <laughs> It's all pretty interesting. I'll pop a link to the article in your episode notes. There's examples from different cultures if you want to take a listen. Aussie TV soap Neighbours is coming to an end this week, Claire, after 37 years. I've already got the theme song in my head. It's a show that launched a whole bunch of Aussie entertainment careers and some of these superstars are coming back to say goodbye. It's an action-packed week. Uh, Last night they already had Nat Bassingthwaite, uh, also Peter O'Brien and Olympia Valance through, so that's been quite a thing. Um, As we get through the week, we've got Ian Smith coming back. He was Harold Bishop for those who (laughs) really played along. Uh, Tomorrow night, Daniel McPherson. Um, But the big night is Thursday night. That's when we're going to get Margot Robbie, Guy Pearce, Jesse Spencer. They're, of course, Hollywood stars these days Uh, and then of course Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan (laughs) a really big night topping it off with a little bit of Delta Goodrum Ah, Delta, she'll be there too. If you're wondering what's drawing them all together, it's that Toadie who's been played by actor Ryan Maloney for 28 years is getting married so they're all swinging by to wish him well. Don't think I've spoiled that for you. Hopefully not. (laughs) But uh, 8,903 episodes, quite the innings. It's incredible. It's absolute. That's a huge run. The last one will air on Thursday night with all those big names on Channel 10 at 7.30pm. Squiz the day, Claire. What are you taking note of today? Parliament is coming back, so I'll be taking a strong interest in that today. Uh, Also, Facebook, so Meta, as we now know them as, they have their financial results out. There's a couple of people celebrating a birthday today, former Prime Minister John Howard, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, Mick Jagger, Helen Mirren, Sandra Bullock. It's a bit of an eclectic lineup. I know you like to picture a dinner party when we do these birthdays, and I reckon that'd be one to watch. John Howard and Mick Jagger having a bit of a chat. Lots in common, I'm sure. (laughs) That's all from us today. Have a good Tuesday. We will be back with you tomorrow.